What's going on, everybody? Hey, everyone. Happy Thursday? Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. Thursday. Um, yeah, made it almost through another week. Uh, so tonight, we got a great guest on, the writer of a comic series that uh, we've accidentally summoned into our chat a couple times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, this this comic is Beck Star is being published by Ooh. Matt Cave Studios, and we got a fourth issue of Beck Star coming out soon on August twenty fifth. Yes, and look at that, we we summoned him into the chat again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so everyone, uh, please uh, welcome Joe Carollo. Welcome, welcome. Hello. A whole round of it's like we just summoned you out of out of nowhere. It just man. happened. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, how did to, you? How did that happen? I gotta ask. I, I was. I, I think I was subbed to the channel already, um, and I just happened. You know, every once in a while, you you're like, oh, you, you open YouTube and you'll see like lie. It tells you yeah. all uh -huh. the subjects. I'm like, oh, all right. Let's see what it is. It's so weird because you are not the first person that we have accidentally just summoned into the chat. Oh yeah, and it it just throws us off every time. We're like, Wait, what? <laughs> You're just like, I'm here, and it's like, what? Oh god, ha, hello, hi. Um, <laughs> we like yeah, it. do that a lot to uh, Robbie at a uh, pop culture philosopher. Mm. Uh, you know, I've uh, I, yeah. I've been on there a few times. We're going to be reviewing the uh, Azarello Chang Wonder Woman run at the mm -hmm. end of the month. Uh, okay. so, so that'll be fun, and then I'm I'm apparently curating uh, so some movies for them to do a poll of or for Ooh. one of the horror movies that they're going to be uh, doing. So uh, I, I think Ooh. I'm going to throw a lot of weird ones in the mix, you know, like Halloween Six, Child's Play Three, like really <laughs> cool. some of the some of the more offbeat ones. Absolutely, got to yeah. keep them on their toes. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. I support this. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so just to, I guess, introduce yourself to everyone in the chat, if they haven't uh, heard about you from your comics before, uh, let everyone know how you got into comics and um, then how you got into writing comics and, and editing and, and that side of things. Sure. Uh, I, I always liked writing and, and things like that. I had done... Uh, what was it we did? We did talk about art. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess I'm a pretty big fan, but I don't know. You know, you're on the internet enough and you see enough people and you realize you're not a big enough fan of anything. Because uh, there's always someone a little bit more than you. As Quagon once said, there's always a bigger fish. So a uh, little, little Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, quote there but um but yeah I, I i always got in liked you know fan fiction things like that when, when i was younger like you know third fourth fifth grade i had a friend uh you know we'd come up with uh you know like sonic the hedgehog and mega man theme <laughs> sort of uh fan fiction i got into comics through sonic the hedgehog uh, through okay. sonic the hedgehog issue 28 uh that i got at a you know my when i was with my mom at a kmart uh, so tangent how did you feel about the sonic movie I I enjoyed pre and post redesign. <laughs> I I loved it. I thought it was uh, it's like nothing like Sonic at all, but I enjoyed that because um, 
to for someone to put so much thought and energy into a Sonic movie and then have them like in a, a road trip for the vast yeah. majority of it was such a like I you know you just can't even believe it and you're just like all right I'm let's see where this goes because none of these are logical choices <laughs> and, uh, yeah the the fact that they spent so much time and energy redesigning the entire yeah. movie based on feedback from that original trailer feedback like, yeah. and attacks which they deserved yeah um you they know uh, fix it yeah it was nice to see them fix it I, i'm sure there were plenty of people that were meaner than they should have been mm -hmm. but boy did that movie look a lot better uh yeah. with with a sonic that didn't look like some kind of like an actual hedgehog from your demon nightmares <laughs> yeah it looked like something from like uh oh god like just just the worst like some sort of body horror nightmare it looks like one of those like animatronics gone wrong <laughs> yeah like you could have uh, seen that strangling a kid at a chuck e cheese yeah absolutely and no one would question it no one <laughs> that's gotta inspire some new uh new fan fictions there uh, absolutely <laughs> it, it would but uh but yeah, it was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog issue 28, and I, I liked it. It was like based on the, um, all that stuff was more based on like the more serious, like dark, gritty Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon that was going on. I don't know why they did a dark, gritty, like dystopian future Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. I mean, everything yeah. needs a dystopian version of darkness. Clearly. But that was like well before, you know, Zach. <laughs> Snyder and all of that happened like so I imagine Zack Snyder watched that cartoon and was like you know consciously influenced as a small child they're onto something yeah you know let's take this colorful game <laughs> Sonic's bouncing around like a casino and make it a dark dystopian nightmare where his uncle's been turned into a robot monster and <laughs> and let's do that and uh and then they had the really goofy cartoon that was also airing at like the same time. Yeah. And they were both voiced by Janiel White. So That's not confusing same, at all. Yeah. So it was the same Sonic, but slightly different. And it's the same voice. Like what that was <laughs> that was weird. And yet I that didn't stop me from getting those comics. And uh if you really want a treat, find a copy of Sonic Live. It's terrifying. That's it's a one shot like annual kind of thing they did. It was like forty eight pages. Sonic line, and it's like Sonic meets like actual kids and like pulls them from the out of the TV into the TV. Oh, no. It I'm is at the cover of it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a. That's not some ring level horror. <laughs> It is. It is. A, on? What was this in the nineties? Yeah, ninety-seven. Absolutely, some. God, what were they on? But it was. Uh, it's all Ken Penders. Who uh, look up Ken Penders? He is out of his mind. Um, oh your God! He like created all of these like characters <laughs> for Sonic, and then like wanted to like own them, and it's like doing his own. Thing. Like he's doing his own thing now. It's so weird. Like, oh look God. him up. It is terrible. Ah. Like, that, like, Sonic looked like he was, like, hurting that kid like, with his <laughs> Yes. And I agree. Like that. Him to pull him that into is, the TV. That is and if you read the comic, they're not actually holding Sega 
controls like the kid has like a, a tv remote on the side in a station but uh but yeah it is it's like you write the sonic comics and you couldn't find like you, you didn't have a sega genesis controller what are you what are you doing in 1997 yeah. you know i guess like a sega saturn controller would have been fine still but yeah you know it's I, it was I, I think i need to find this comic for for science yeah it's it is terrifying and uh it makes very little sense because you know, instead of Sonic, like Sonic has to stop Dr. Robotnik. It's like, what are these kids going to do? It's like you're bringing like two liabilities into the mix. And this it's, plot of this comic made you want to write comics. Not that specific comic, but um, I don't know what comic made me want to write. Because I don't think there was ever like a comic. It was just like the medium that I was like, oh, you know, I like it. I, I mean, there are there are comics that really inspire me to, to do it. Like, um, you know, uh, James Robinson's Starman run is one of my all time favorites. Um, okay. you, you know, that'll always be there. And I, I think that's like a master's class in writing, you know, continuing superhero story with the beginning, middle and end. And I think it's should be required reading. Like if you're going to write a run on a comic, that's a superhero thing. I, I think you need to read that. Okay, and uh, it it shows when people don't. But I, I, astonishing X Men from Wheaton and Cassidy was, was one of the other things. Like that was one where uh, I had a friend of mine, Jake, and you know when that came out, we'd go to the comic shop, we'd go back, we'd read it together, kind of thing. You, you know that that's up there. Uh, Runaways, uh, Brian K. Vaughn. I I bought the first ooh, issue when that came out. Like I just I was like, ooh, this looks interesting and. And, and, and pick that up, that was definitely up there for me. But, you know, a, a lot of other stuff, a lot of, you know, more indie underground stuff uh, at the same time. I, I've always just like history and like knowing things okay. and where things came from. So like, you know, I also had to do things like pick up, you know, like uh, a contract with God, it runs with lust, stuff like that. Um, uh, you, you know, uh, what was it? Um, Stuck Rubber Baby is a big one for me from, from Howard Cruz. Uh, you know, Fun Home and Dykes to Watch Out For from uh, Alison Bechdel. Um, th those are, are certainly uh, influences. Uh, it's, I, I like a lot of different things. Uh, and this is That's true. Bad, yeah, it's yeah. true with movies and music and stuff. I don't really care what the genre is or whatever. It, it's just got to be good. Yeah, there's read, good things everywhere. Yeah, I want to read the good stuff. I don't care what if mm -hmm. it's this thing or that thing, as long as it's good. Um, it. Yeah, so like uh, I, I always blank on their names, but there's this uh, the the this French team that does uh, they did uh, Beautiful Darkness and Satania. Uh, those are two of my all time favorite graphic novels. If, if people haven't checked those out, uh, I'm a latecomer to. Junji Ito, uh, but I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've been catching up on on that. Like before that, my manga, manga experience was really like, I was really big into anime for mm -hmm. a long time. I grew up like, uh, I used to get up early uh, on school nights when I was in fifth grade, or, uh, or school days rather, to watch Sailor Moon, because they used to play that. Oh, like, yeah. at, like, six in the morning. So yeah, so I, 
I'd read all Sailor Moon and Akira and, and some other manga here and there, but I've been trying to catch up on some of that stuff. Uh, you know, anything like, uh, was, you know, like your Charles Burns's, your Daniel Klaus's, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Black Hole, Eight Ball are, are phenomenal. Um, yeah, uh, Blankets, another good one. You know, Craig Thompson, just just all that stuff. Uh, Zot, it's a big one. Uh, Epileptics, another great French graphic novel. Uh, David B. Um, you know, that's that's another one. It's like it should be all these things. It's like they should be required reading. But uh, I, I like a lot of you know stuff that's like it's not necessarily good, but it's interesting and it has a yeah. in history <laughs> like space beat yeah i would i agree with that statement i would say i'm very similar i like to just read interesting things they don't always have oh to yeah a absolutely like yeah, exactly. just in it for the uniqueness yeah you know uh i also really liked uh and i actually found not that long ago the giant like absolute deluxe edition of uh the luna brothers sword which has been out of print for like ever but mm -hmm. um uh, that that one's great. That might be my favorite Luna Brothers book. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people, I feel like, uh, they always go to like uh, was it girls? But I really like Sword. It's really <laughs> good. Uh, it's like just a straight up kind of action revenge book, and it's uh, that's okay. a really good one. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. I was excited for Scott Pilgrim when that was coming out. I started reading it before, like I think when Volume Five came out, and then they announced the movie, and then Volume Six, and all that, like. I've never watched the movie. Michael Sarah makes me uncomfortable. It's okay. I, I think the movie is amazing. But, but, um, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's, uh, Chris Evans is just fantastic <laughs> in that movie. Yeah, there's so many. I've heard so many good things about it. I'm just like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. yeah. That man's face. It's worth no. it. No, <laughs> it, it is. I, I mean, I, I'm also a huge, like, Arrested Development fan. Um, I can yeah. quote that. Yeah, I really want to watch day. Arrested Development because, um, oh god, the dad. No, well, it's the guy from Ozark. Oh, Jason uh, Bateman. Oh, Jason Bateman's yeah. in it, and I like, I, I want to watch it for him, but then I'm like, but Michael Sarah's in it. It no, but he's he's perfect. I mean, it it is it is peak awkward Michael Sarah. I just get such horrible <laughs> secondhand embarrassment from his existence. It's it's so good though. Yeah, no, it it really is. But um, yeah, I'm, first three seasons. Yeah. The rest is still good, but not quite the same. Yeah, and then like you know, speaking of, I, I get things every day. Just finally got this in the mail. Uh, you know, Invisible Ooh. Men, the uh, the trailblazing black artists of uh, comic oh, books. Nice. I, awesome. I've been meaning to get this for a bit. Um, yeah, I love that stuff. I'm a big fan of um, uh, you, you know a, a lot of like some of that golden age work. Um, like I was saying, it rhymes with lust. With um, you know, I got my copy here of uh, that, and it's um, you know Matt Baker. Uh, his his Phantom Lady stuff is like it's it's so good. Um, you know, Phantom Lady Seventeen is the one with the the cover where she's tied up and that they used in the like the Wortham hearings and all that. And it, it's such a like you look at the page layouts and they're like so ahead of their time it's it's really something to to, to look at that stuff uh but, but yeah so you know i've, I've read a few comics is where this is <laughs> a few you know. there's a couple tricks along the way here and there you know sparkling you know. <laughs> 
So the book you've got out right now is Beckstar. Yeah. Mad Caves pr- like putting that one out. Yeah. One of the copies there. Um, so tell us, tell everyone a little bit about Beckstar and how that, you know, came to be a um, story that you were writing. Sure. Um, Chris Sanchez actually originally reached out to me because uh, he had liked, uh, she said, Destroy. And was yeah. like, oh, we should do like, um, you know, there's this like sci-fi day, you know, we're kind of kicking around like a bare bones thing. We, we should talk about it. And we ended up doing that. Um, and what ended up happening was we're trying to develop it. You know, the, the whole pandemic thing was, was like yeah. starting and weren't sure exactly where, where things were going to go, but uh, you know, Mark London reached out to me directly and was like, we're making this happen. And, um, awesome. you know, ended up uh, pushing it forward. Um, you know, talked to a few different artists and then uh, landed on uh, Lorenzo. Because uh, I had a certain style in mind with, uh, you know, uh, you know that, that we were thinking of going with. And we ended up, uh, you know, just agreeing on that. He... We found him because he was doing the platforms uh, or the platform contest that like anthology contest they do mm. every like year uh, or every half year or something like that. Okay. But because um, I knew uh, one of my friends, uh, Eric Palicki, who I edit the Deadbeats anthologies with, was mm. one of the judges. And so we were talking about it. I was looking over oh, it. Yeah. And that guy, you know, Lorenzo, he had he yeah. uh, he eventually won as the artist on, on that story, but he had not won yet. He was just one of the finalists. And I sent that over to Mad Cave, and they also were like, "Yo, this is this this guy." And I was like, "All right, yeah, let's we're all in agreement." And and that ended up working out. Um, they also uh, wanted to get a, a separate cover artist. Because uh, Lorenzo is going to be also doing his own colors, and it was like, well, let's do the covers separately. And uh, they sent me, you know, a short list. It was like three names, maybe two or three names. And Sweeney Boo was on there. I'd worked with Sweeney yeah. Boo before I knew Sweeney Boo. It was like, let's ask her, and that worked out. And then uh, I reached out to my uh, letterer from she said destroy uh, Melanie Ujimori, and. Okay you know, asked her if, if she was interested and she was like, I- I'm not really lettering right now. I don't know when the next time I'm going to letter, but you know, Jamette Gill is, is who I've been recommending. So we, we got her on it. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. But, um, but what it's actually about, it's uh <laughs> cowboy beboppy. Like uh, it, it yeah. turned out to be kind of like Indiana Jones in space as like an afterthought. I- I like that. I get the the you can get that vibe right here from uh, the cover too. Just yeah. missing, missing like the hat. <laughs> yeah, but um, because none of us pitched it like that or talked about it like that, and then after the fact, we we're like, oh yeah, other people started being like, oh, it's like Indiana Jones in space. And I'm like, yeah, we got like, artifacts. Like, we've got yes, it is. <laughs> bad guys chasing after the the, the good guy. ragtag team with one yeah. competent person and two. Others, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, ended up working out like that, but but yeah, that, that's more or less what, what it is. It's, uh, excellent, it's, I've heard uh, consistently good things about Cowboy Bebop. Same, 
Yeah, it's probably pretty good. I mean, they're they doing the live action adaptation and, and all that. So, so I would think, you know. So, I mean, yeah. it's not always. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. Sometimes live adaptations don't go so well. It, it doesn't. I, I'm not saying that means it's automatically going to be a yeah. hit. I'm saying that the fact that they're doing that based on um, you know, the success of the anime is the. Yeah. yeah. This is true. true. Yeah. It's like we all remember what happened to Avatar, right? <laughs> yeah, well that they also didn't make it a live action show. It was a movie, and that's a whole other there, the there's whole a other long mess. history the of, of doing yeah. that kind of stuff, which is like almost never works. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. I, I, I appreciate that. You you promiscuous time travel. But uh, <laughs> uh yeah, no, cow cowboy bebop's great. But um, yeah, it's uh, when I was working on the, the scripts, too, it was really important for me to really focus on the fact that this is a monthly comic and that mm -hmm. every, there, every story should feel like a complete story with a cliffhanger or a WTF moment at the end to make you buy the next one. So they're always in a different location in each issue. It's like we're rat, we're going to this place and we're doing mm -hmm. this thing and we're finishing it in okay. one issue and something's going to happen at the end where you're going to be like oh <laughs> yeah so it's going to make really good tv when that gets made well thank you but yeah. uh but yeah that that was really important to me because and i don't mean this to insult uh, any other you know writers or, or people uh especially if they're in the chat or watching this uh but Talk. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> you, I mean, you know this, you read a lot of comics, I read a lot of comics, I'm sure a lot of the people in the chat read a lot of comics. I say looking at a pile of comics. This is the pile I haven't read this week. There you go. But, <laughs> We're not going to talk about mine. <laughs> this is the pile. But, but yeah, you, you end up reading a lot of comics where you're like, oh, this feels... This is like part one of four, and it really feels like I read one quarter of a story. Yeah. And that kind of, and sometimes it's less than that, and it's a real drag. And you're just like, did I just read, like, like I felt like nothing, like not much happened. And, I, and it was really important for me for a lot to happen and, and to feel like you got a complete, mm -hmm. like, this, okay, well, they did this I've thing. I've dropped books over that of reading yeah. them, and you're like, not worth it. I don't even know what's going on here. Like the only time I like that is if they've built the world so well in that first mm. issue. That I don't even sure. care that no action's taken place. I know it's coming. They did a great job establishing the world. But yeah. if the world's not established and there's no plot, it's like yeah. eh. <laughs> I'll I'll use one example and uh I don't mind using this example because he's leaving and going to Substack and I'm sure he's doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll cry all the way to the bank uh, with with this. Uh, but so Nick Spencer on Amazing Spider-Man, I keep dipping in and out, and I'll go in and I'll read it, and I'm just like, oh, it's it's Kindred, okay, and this is happening, and this, oh, okay, and then I won't read, you, you know, and then I'll go, and then, and then I'll you didn't miss anything. Dip. And then, I, yeah, and then I dip back in for like yeah. Sinister War. I hadn't read like the last fifteen or. 20 issues or whatever, and I'm like, we are still on this? Like, I gave Spider-Man all of the 
10 I, issues. I was like, no, I'm, I can't. No. I, I defended the first part of the run for the longest time. And then the Kindred story just didn't okay. end when it should have ended. Yeah. And I stopped reading Spider-Man. Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters from Marvel. Oh, yeah. And I, oh, I just like I can't I can't read the rest yeah. of this. So I'm I'm happy we're gonna get a new team soon, and I'm gonna check out what's happening there. I think Kelly Thompson's part of that team. Oh, it's nice. Kelly Thompson, uh, Saladin Ahmed. Um, yeah, Ed's been on Miles. Ed Brisson, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, Saladin's been on Miles. Um, yeah. So whatever this is, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a shot and. It's a, and again, it's one of those things. It's like it's not like it's not bad. It's just not we're not going anywhere, and yeah. that's it's that's not what it could be slow progression. Yeah, and and slow burns work really great in a graphic novel. They're not good yeah. for monthly periodicals. And that's what I tend to do yeah. is like I'll give I'll give a series like two to three issues, and if I'm like mm, I'll look at the trade yeah. and see when it comes out. Absolutely, yeah. I think a lot of people do that because you you just can't. It's yeah. it's just it's so much slow burn. It's it's madness. Yeah. It's like get 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 to the point. It to me it signals that there's either not enough faith up above that the that there's more that. compelling ideas down down the pipeline or that the person who who's working on the story is just like I don't know what else to do so I'm going to do this as long as possible and maybe by the time I can't do it anymore. I'll have another idea. Like that's how it comes mm -hmm. off, whether that's actually the case or not. That's true. So we're talking a little bit about world building. So when yep. looking at Beck Star um, and you know building a sci-fi universe, I understand a little bit. Part like the bare bones was there. What other things did you have to think about to put into that world design that you might not put into a like a non-sci-fi? story um like what other considerations did you have i mean i wanted every planet or every locale to be completely different um so that was all in it you know uh, i wanted like like the crystal jungle place that was so i'm like okay yeah. we got to do this yeah for this and, and work on that we got to um uh you know for the third issue we went to you know this was more like an urban planet you know set that up uh, the fourth issue, the locale, again, completely different uh, from the previous ones. And um, that's a little inspired by, you know, I, I don't want to give away too much, but <laughs> it's a little inspired by uh, John Pertwee's last Doctor Who serial, Planet of the Spiders, where part of him agreed leaving the show is he demanded they do one episode that was just a chase scene. Okay. So it's not quite that in, in the same way you, you'll, you'll get what it is when, when you get it, but it was very much like, I'm like, okay, I really want this like really action packed issue okay. where there's just a lot of, you know, kinetic movement and, and things going on. And that's what like issue that. four is going to be. Yeah. Okay. And, um, <laughs> And then issue five is going to be the uh, whoa, what, what's <laughs> going? Whoa, okay, that's uh, you know, I hope so. That's that's how I, I wrote it. It'd be, it'd be nice. You issue know? issue three's uh, cliffhanger. I guess don't want to spoil too much if anyone's not caught up. But <laughs> yeah, 
that big one. That cliffhanger was great. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. That was a wait. Well, well, hold on. Yeah, that was me going. Back. Um, nope, excuse nope, me. That, that's different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that's how it was because that's that was the point of it for me. I was like, I, I will. We need a cliffhanger here that's really going to be like. I I need more information. There's you no, want people to conspiracy theory between issues and just be like, yeah. this is what I think. But yeah, it's, absolutely. It's also good that, you know, both of us kind of do this. Uh, issue three is sometimes the issue where we're like, do I want to keep Take reading? Break, you know, has there yeah. been enough in the, the world? And that, that cliffhanger, I already loved it, but yep. it kept me even more so. I was like, there's, like, I got to know. I got to know what's coming next. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, I just, you know, got to get my shop to actually somehow make it. <laughs> give us the physical copy. But, um, you know, let, let me yeah. ask you, I, I feel like I, I've been hearing this problem with, with diamonds on yeah, for multiple uh, publishers. It yeah. really seems like there's there's got to be stuff going on behind the scenes and it scenes in terms of, you know, cutting corners or whatever, prepping for marvel vacating you know it just makes sense that, that like well what are you gonna do it's like oh well you know we're gonna have to start trimming down and getting ready so yeah you know that's that's the only thing that makes sense because it's like well not even with these things that they're doing too like these one in one thousand ratios and variants and it's like how hard is it making you to get everything else out because you have to print a thousand copies of this book now to sell one yeah piece? Yeah, it's it's yeah. just one of those things where it's like everyone like, and you see all the websites like, uh, you know, I, I love omnibuses. I I, I own mm -hmm. too many. I own like fifty, but <laughs> no such thing. Yeah, but <laughs> it's I, I love to like, you know, when one really catches my eye, I gotta order it, and I'll usually go to places like either cheap graphic novels or or in stock trades. And like, I I got like the emails, you know, you you get from like cheap graphic novels in stock trades. The past like month or so, there's been a lot of like, oh, this we didn't get this in, or, or we didn't get our full order in, so, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's One of my shops, straight up behemoth, two weeks behind every single issue, always two weeks behind. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, and I know recently there's just been delays on even getting deliveries. My shop mm -hmm. got everything but one box this week. Like, yeah. weird things going on. It's it's just been like the last. And they've been getting them late at my shop too. Like they're opening up late because they're getting the stuff so late that they can't start. Yeah, that's been going on at Fourth World Comics on Long Island. Uh, two weeks in a row, they got stuff too late to open on time on Wednesday. Uh, I think Fantastic Comics out in uh, Berkeley, uh, they didn't get comics till Friday last week. Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff. Well, and so I was going on vacation and I was stopping at the shop and I was like, yo, I got a fucking plane to catch. Like, Open this door. Let me in. Yeah. They're like, oh, crap. We're so sorry. And yeah. Some uh, friends that are a comic shop here, Aegis Comics in Alaska. Oh, nice. They, they've been having the same issues with the delays and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it kills me because, yeah. um, you know, I usually try to hit like uh, uh, my one of my younger brothers is also really into comics, so like every couple weeks, you know, we'll hit up like a you know like two, three shops and, uh, you know, pick up some stuff from them. But so, so we've been seeing it a lot lately, you know, some stores, you know, it's like, Oh, we 
we're getting shorted this or that. Uh, I've been hearing constantly people getting shorted on orders for for stuff. I, I've been getting that feedback from stuff like Beckstar from yeah. multiple people in shops and saying like they got shorted. Um, yeah, it's I, I don't. It's not conducive for growing the market. Is really where where this goes if uh, if you're already getting stores that are getting late shipments and and are getting shorted orders mm -hmm. that doesn't help yeah somehow though it seems like more people are reading comics now since the pandemic hit and yeah i mean i started reading them in the pandemic yeah yeah the, literally how I best I like, i'm bored i need something to do yeah, you know, I, I think the problem then becomes, you know, people are reading comics, but when that stuff happens, it, it still affects the shops because, you know, they're ordering online, they're, you know, they're uh, getting stuff like Shonen Jump and things like that. So, you know, I, I do think there, there's somewhere in the middle, like I, I read any, any kind of thing, it, it, comic format it doesn't have to be big two floppies obviously but yeah you know that there are people who get upset with these things being like oh you're talking about the comic industry being healthy but it, you know that's not working like that's not mm -hmm. a healthy aspect of it and then you get people who are overly hyping like anytime there's any business going well that are like you know, stuff it, haters. We're we're, we're all doing great and stuff, yeah. and and that that's also really silly because it's like, well, the last time I checked, you're really excited about this, but like we, it's not like a revenue share. It's not like we're all making money because you know, Raina Telgemeier and Dave Pilkey and you know, My Hero Academia and Junji Ito books and Demon Slayer are making money, like. Yeah. they're making money hand over fist like but yeah you know you're, you're still dealing with it's like yeah it, it's going great but you know there are still issues just like any other industry mm -hmm. i do think that people laser focus on things because like yeah there's stagnant wages in in comics absolutely we're not the only business that is is a factor in and i i think too often people get you get trapped being like too cynical and acting like this is like a unique thing to comics uh, same thing with some of the other um you know negative things that that happen in comics but uh it's like oh you, you should go to a, a place where everyone uh just uh loves each other and treats each other right like the gaming industry though hmm. <laughs> You know, it's like everything going on with Blizzard and all that. So, you know, it's like there, there's good and bad everywhere. There's there's good things and bad things. And, and I just wish that we were all like more level headed and not uh, and not either being like uh, they're going to stop publishing comics tomorrow or we're all billionaires. Like yeah. there's they're both <laughs> we'll middle, ground. middle ground somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Maybe perhaps. <laughs> so uh i am super curious about in star you have these four 
mystical items and each of the main characters of the team kind of ends up with their own item yeah. and i was wondering like how did you decide who got what and was it like specifically related to personalities and like you know traits that they have that would be negatively affected by them or yeah uh, and i hinted that in the beginning of the first issue with turlo and you know the clairvoyance rod and that mm. um it, it kind of made him this paranoid recluse um yeah. so all of these things are exaggerations of either either people's personalities or stuff like that because uh, ultimately what's going on with, with Beckstar is, you know, yeah, she's got this like lucky dagger, but, you know, it's kind of made her complacent because things mm -hmm. are going to work out. And, you know, she kind of has, you know, Sally and, you know, dragging her along, and the only thing that motivated her was to, like, see her friend again. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think one thing um, that I, I've seen a couple of people out there, like, not quite get, so, you know, I might as well just say it since I'm the writer, that was the intention, is she's, Beckstar isn't out there to save the universe or stop the, the Shadow Syndicate. She just wants to see her friend. Yeah. And like the shadow syndicates after her, but that's not, she'll stop things as they come in her way, but she's not interested in that. She just wants to yeah. see her friend again. And you know, that that's really where, where the, the story is. And it's, it's all about the, what, what I'm trying to make relatable here. And I think a lot of people can relate to this is, as you get older, there are people who are like really important in your life when you were like a kid, maybe a teenager, maybe in college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're in your late 20s, 30s, 40s. They're not a part of your life anymore. Yeah. And there are people that can get like kind of lost in that nostalgia and wish they could reconnect or, or, or go back to to those days while you have some and sally represents this is like that the person that's in your life now who's there for you now yeah and yep. for beckstar like that's not enough and she, and what's going on now is she is getting to a point where it's like, are you going to live in the past and try to recreate what you had? Or are you going mm -hmm. to acknowledge the people who are actually in your life now, putting in the effort now, who are there for you? Yeah. And like, that's, that's really the core of, of yeah, the story here. 100% yeah. get that. 100% <laughs> feel that. Yeah. Yeah. So when looking at your, your process for, for sitting down and writing, do you have any special routines or, or rituals or is there any music that helps you focus? No, there's nothing necessarily. Um, it, it rotates. I'll listen to music. Um, you know, lately it's been a lot of like vaporwave and hyperpunk, but there's been Ooh. a lot of times where it's been like, um, you know, I like a lot of... Um, uh, post-punk, uh, like when I was writing, she said destroy, it was a lot of post-punk. It was a lot of, uh, 
Okay. Uh, that was a lot of uh, not just Joy Division, but a Death in June, Chameleons, things like that. Um, you know, Script of the Bridge is just a fantastic album. Um, yeah, there's some Bowie in there. Um, uh, you know, like the Thin White Duke era fit like what I, I was going for with that, but that kind of stuff. Oh, hello. But, oh, uh, sorry, she joins me. This is Mango. Hi, Mango. Sometimes she comes for sits. Uh, but um, but yeah, but for this, yeah, it's been a lot of, uh, I, I, I got into uh, like 100 Gex and Glitch Gum and things like that last year or so. Okay. Yeah, it's been a, a lot of that. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, and, and yeah, vaporwave things like oh, Wolf Club. Uh, that's been uh, something been going to because um, they they just put out like the second half of an album that they they had put out. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. And then sometimes um, it'll go to like you know Carly Rae Jepsen and uh, yeah, you know, Charlie XCX and stuff like that. You gotta but, have that Carly Rae Jepsen in your life. Yeah, um, you know sometimes it'll go to. Uh, I'll, I'll do a lot of. Um, you know, like Morrissey, uh, Nine Inch Nails is a big one uh, for me. I've been a fan of them for a long time. Uh, Pixies, Breeders, things like that. Uh, garbage, it's always, it's always good. But but yeah, so you know, it's kind of all over the all Interpol over the <laughs> worked its way back into the rotation recently. Um, I haven't heard them in a while. Right. You know, I saw I saw them open for the Pixies uh, oh, wow. back in like 2005. Um, wow. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, but but yeah, every once in a while, then I'll remember like another band or another thing, and be like, oh my god, I haven't listened to them no, in that's, forever. That's like exclusively how I listen to music is I just like remember a band and then I just listen to them until I can't stand them anymore, and then I'm like, okay, another one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like because uh, while I'm saying all that, I just remembered that uh, Matt Pond, so I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna go back and. Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen to like several hour hours later and all that stuff, but um, yeah. you know, because because that's been a, a a minute, but um, but yeah, it's just uh, you know, and, and sometimes it'll be like um, you know, soundtracks to to things like when I saw um, that this definitely came up with some of my stuff in the beginning of the year was um, so so this worked its way into some of Star was um, uh, promising young woman. That soundtrack, Ooh, I was all about it. So I definitely, it really is. So so I had spent um, a, a good amount of time, uh, you know, listening to that. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so so those sort of things come in, or, or I at least need like white noise or something like that around. Like I, another thing I'll do if I'm not feeling like music, just have on the background. I'll play a lot of, um, there are so many YouTube videos now that are like, four hour chunk like uploads of like VHS recordings of like Saturday morning cartoons from the nineties. Oh my oh, God. There we go. So amazing. I'll put that stuff on like, and then every once in a while I'll remember something I completely forgot. Like I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, what was it? <laughs> it was like Sea uh, Bear and Jamal. That's from the nineties. Totally forgot about Sea Bear and Jamal. And I remember watching that as a kid. I was like, Oh my God, that show. It was great. Every now and then you just trigger it on like a memory and you're like, Oh, that happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just all the little ads and, and, and things like that. Or Dog City, where oh it was like God. mostly the cartoon, but like there were the Jim Henson Muppets that would that would show up, or a Cyber Nine. People remember Cyber Nine. Eric Luke uh was like the executive editor or 
he, he might have been the executive producer on that. He wrote or co-wrote the original like Gargoyles miniseries. Okay. And he also had an incredible Wonder Woman run that everyone forgot about. <laughs> he wrote Wonder Woman in between John Byrne and Phil Jimenez. And no one talks about it and it's such a good run. I, I can't recommend that run enough. It's great. Interesting. Good to know. They just kind of snuck it in there. Yeah, a, a lot of people uh, don't understand that there's a lot of good Wonder Woman runs. Uh, it, it's mostly because I feel like this is true, I think, with a lot of characters, is after a certain point, they all just started rehashing everything and yeah. kind of following what the other people were doing. And then, like, and, and it's all just, ugh. but like, you know, there, there's some really good stuff out there. Although I also really like when she was depowered in the um, in the late 60s, early 70s, and it was Mike Sikowski was doing the art. And I, I think that run is really great and people people like refuse to read it because it got that repu um it got that reputation because of the um oh god a gloria steinman like uh essay uh, on why it wasn't like feminist and hmm. and yeah that was that was a whole thing i feel like the like super powered characters are always it's always interesting when they don't have their powers what they come up with to be able to still you know do the yeah. job and save people and, and all that. Like Superman's way overpowered, but his weaknesses are more interesting than just, yeah, I'm Superman. Superman's I'm weak to magic and people forget because he just doesn't really fight magical beings. Yeah, but also uh, there's a lot of really great pre-crisis Superman stories and uh, people act like DC in general seems to be like embarrassed about their pre-crisis stories. And a lot of them are really great. Some um, of the best- I think about pre-crisis. Oh yeah, but like some of the best Batman I've ever read was like the six years before crisis when it was like Jerry Conway and, and Doug Mank uh, writing it for like six years. First it was Jerry and then, and then Doug took the reins. And it's incredible. And okay. it, it no, like they, they just, aren't like those the jerry conway stuff they only finally collected in the past few years in like hardcovers hmm. but like it took forever and it's like guys this is better than like so much of, of yeah what's happened since crisis and like, <laughs> eh. like meh, whatever yeah we don't like it it it, yeah. it drives me nuts uh, a, a lot of it is because they um I, they, they keep creating derivative characters and yeah. then they keep creating them, Perfect. killing them off and then bringing them back. <laughs> so they keep doing things like, oh, we're going to create a new Robin or we're going to kill the Robin off. But now new writers taking over and like that Robin. So they're bringing that Robin back. Yeah. And, so it's like, no, we just have a different Robin. Ooh. So now there's like 34 Robins or whatever. Yeah. But of course. <laughs> also, not for nothing. What the hell kid grows up and be like, I want to be a sidekick. I want to be Robin. It's like no one wants to be Robin. You want to be Batman. What the hell are you? What are you? What are you doing? And like, Batman could totally make Robin Batman. He just wants to be Batman himself. Yeah, but like it's also weird because it's like 
a grown man and a child. Well, it's a grown man and a child, but it's also okay. You're you're supposed to be this loner without a family, and like, it's a little sweeter when it's just like Alfred and Robin, because then it's like, oh, but he has his father and his son. Mm-hmm. But now it's like this guy has a bigger family than anyone I know. Yeah, and yeah. it's like. Oh God! Was that one oh? Was that cover for one oh six? It was like a wraparound. It's the got the Bat whole family. family from the recent Batman. Uh, it's just like, like I don't even know who half these people are anymore. Well, then there's like Harley was on that cover too, and it's like I don't. Yeah, yeah really? it's she's it's now a whole, part of the Bat really? family. It's a whole mess, and I hate mm. it. But um, and I know there are certain people that you know. It's like they get into. Batman at a certain point or a certain character and they fixate on certain mm-hmm. characters but and and there are fans for them at the same time it's you can't function you you it's like it gets yeah. to a point where it's like it is now impossible to write a good story because it's like what? how can anyone how could any crime happen in Gotham there's like Dozens of Robins alone. There's a network of vigilantes. Yeah, it's like you can't seem to catch one man. Yeah, it's like why would you know? And, and then it, between that and then all the storylines, it's, it's just like uh, Bane took over the city, uh, Joker took over the city. Yeah. Now right. some someone else take it over. The yeah. Thank you. I I I appreciate that, uh, Taylor. That's very nice. Exactly what we were talking about, Indiana Jones. Yep. Yeah. No, it's great. So I don't envy that um, that position, though, because it's like, what do you do? These characters exist. You got to move them. It's it's a whole web. It's like there's, there's not only what the writer wants yeah. to do. There's the editor you're working with. Then there's the group editor. Then there's the editor-in-chief. Then there's Warner Brother interests. So... So as much yeah. as I, I could like poke fun or be like, oh, this is silly, that's silly. It's such a, a convoluted thing that there's also like no one person or anything that you could even be like, oh, well. Yeah. That. Like, there's so many people demanding things be done with these books that like. Yeah. <laughs> but the real, the real question, though, is why do we fall? <laughs> there you go. But. But yeah, it's like no one would live there anymore. It's like it why? would not. It would be a very cheap place to live because nobody would want to live yeah. there. Like, there would be millionaires living in that town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bruce the, Wayne wouldn't be living. Your there. apartment is yeah. getting things thrown into it constantly. No. Yeah, you're you're constantly getting people you know murdered by Joker goons mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's like, yeah. But and it's always retconning things so that there's more of them, and it's yeah. just like it's like you guys already have a multiverse. Come on, like now there's three Jokers. Are there three Jokers in every multiverse? Like, are we now at like over? Uh, <laughs> are, are, and there's at least Probably like thirty three in one of them. There's there at are, least like fifty three Earths. So is that are we three Joker stories that are being published? Yeah. <laughs> so so are we at like. Are there like oh, are there like a hundred and fifty nine jokers in all the realities or something? Like, <laughs> it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's just like you know, I don't know, and it, maybe it's just me, 
but I think it's a lot of people who have lost their parents that haven't become vigilantes. The whole city is probably right to I become think, a vigilante. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's kind of, what are, what are you doing? And then poor Alfred's worried all the time. He's getting his own book. Don't worry. He's, He's got his own book. show. I forgot that show was happening, and it like is going on now. Mm-hmm. Like it's on like season two or whatever. What? There's the Pennyworth. Really? I I've been living under a rock apparently. Yeah, Pennyworth. I, I'm gonna Google it to make sure I'm not insane. But uh, there's a comic coming out next week. About I saw I saw the comic, but yeah, American Crime. Drama television series, yeah, series two, 20 episodes, yeah. Yeah, season three is apparently going to happen. Like, what? what? I'm not surprised at all. Literally oh at all. Oh, my God. I mean, I watched the like, first two seasons of the, the you know, I guess. Show. I guess people could interpret it wrong and think it's the it clown. Mm. Yeah, I guess. That, that's fair, but, like, yeah, I, I know people that were involved in, in Gotham, so I want to, you know, I don't want to say anything too negative because they might be watching. But you know, it's it was different. Eh, in the comments, the, the problem, some of the big problems I had were things like, so when Batman grows up, he beats up a bunch of geriatric people because yeah for funsies they're all like age difference yeah the age difference it's like they're all like 20 or so years older than them so it's like you're all yeah it's like so adult you're just beating up a bunch of old people like aarp carrying people batman doesn't use guns but absolutely does throw people into walls and steal beams and it's like are you telling me none of them like got bored and moved on to something else? That's, that's very true. Yeah. Whoever is like in charge of continuity in DC just they got a tough job. No, because there's like what 18 books where like Batman's in it in some shape or form. Because you got, you know, your Batman, yep. next Batman, Detective well, Comics. Now with the with the movie universes too, they're like, oh well, these movies are in a different universe than the ones that are about to come out because we fucked up. Yeah, I can't keep track of those. So now all the other movies are coming out in their own universe, and they're going to recast like half them and make another universe. So, so one of the things I'm, uh, y- you know, thinking here is I think some of this multiverse stuff is eventually going to backfire. I think Marvel's leaning too far into it. It's one thing to do these movies. Like, it's one thing when you do a movie and you recast someone. I think it's going to turn off the casual viewer. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, my parents had to have me sit down and explain every episode of Loki to them. And they're like, what do you know? And I was like, well, nothing. That's the problem. We don't know what's going on now. (laughs) It's like, I don't know quantum physics. It's above my pay grade, mama. It's kind of like what's going on with actual comics and making them more and more convoluted, tricking that like big two audience. And it's like, why are you replicating that by by doing this? Because yeah, it's like you're gonna people are gonna tune out. A lot of people don't like that stuff because it's yeah. just silly. And and 
it's like just an excuse. It's an excuse to let writers do whatever they want instead of telling a compelling story. Because you can just write it off as a different world. Yeah, oh, we can kill off whoever we want, because if uh, we decide that we want to backpedal, we'll just, oh, we'll just grab uh, another Scarlet Witch. That's fine. We'll grab another, uh, you know, Black Widow. We'll grab another Vision. Mm -hmm. We'll grab another Iron Man. Whatever we want. No, they will not. (laughs) No, they will not. They probably will. We have Riri, and that's all that we need. Another Captain America, you know. So, outside of your <laughs> complete disdain for Batman, what books are you enjoying right now? What would you say are like your uh, top I've spent an embarrassing amount of money on Batman related things. For, oh, for I just coming back and I'm about to lose my yeah. life. <laughs> no, but um, God, what am I enjoying? Uh, Beta Ray Bill, that was fun. I, I, I liked how that wrapped up. Uh, I've been reading uh, Made in Korea. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a book that like you know i know jeremy so i was going to keep picking it up but after issue two i was like something better start happening in issue three and i feel like maybe spread that out of it because like issue three like everything happened (laughs) and you're just like all right like i'm I'm gonna keep buying it but like you didn't have to do that you could have but it also makes me think like even more shit is about to happen in the next issue like Right. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. What? What? Ultra Mega. Been enjoying. I know that's on hiatus till like next year or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with. Uh, God, it's so many things. Uh, every uh, time you know, somebody asks me what I'm reading, my brain just goes, "Uh, comics." Yeah, everything. Too many. <laughs> All the things. Um, I like the new Moon Knight uh, number one. Uh, okay. I, I like that. Uh, by the horns. I'm, yes, I'm, love by the liking, horns. I'm liking that. Um, God, what the hell? Uh, barbaric. Uh, yes, oh that God. axe is like. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things in comics right now. It was good. Uh, haha, I, I enjoyed that. That was. Uh, I think that issue six was the last one. But yeah, but yeah that was. Uh, was good. Um, Supposedly, Ice Cream Man is getting made into a series at Amazon. Oh, it oh. deserves it. I, Supposedly, I'm behind on Ice Cream Man. The last one I read of Ice Cream Man was the one with the the hotline you had to call so the guy would live. Oh yeah, that's a really good issue. <laughs> but yes, that's absolutely crazy uh, with with Made in Korea. Um, yeah. uh, Robin's been good. Uh, it's okay. I've, been good I've been hearing good things about that one. It's like, I, I like it enough, but I just like, I like it despite the premise because I hate the premise because it's just Mortal Kombat. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you know, um, God, I'm trying to think because, because, yeah, so much of it, um, you know, from like the big two and stuff like that's a lot of like eh, pass, but yeah, uh, which is a shame. Uh, you know, and I'll try some stuff out here and there, like I like with. Moon I'm Knight. very picky with my superheroes. Yeah, my yeah, my Marvel pool is is Champions, Daredevil, and Strange Academy now because Silk just ended. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I guess Strange Academy's kind of kind of on high. Pausing with yeah. the death of Doctor Strange happening. There's like a special issue for that. 
Yay, yeah, more guns. Uh, what was it? Uh, Daredevil's good. Um, oh, oh, uh, Spider Shadow. I, I like that. Um, I feel like I'm the only person reading Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, I. Full disclosure, I hated Iron Man. No, like, deep to my core, I hated Iron Man. <laughs> it's fine. There Till is, the day uh, I die, I will get the Iron Man comics. No, I I love Iron Man as a character, which is why I hate this run right now. But um, you yeah, know, it's I, very it's, not. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I, I really want to like. Th this is one of the problems I, I think in discussing comics and and all of that mm -hmm. is. I think Christopher Cantwell is a fine person. I I have no problems with. It. I'm sure we love probably a lot of the same comics. <laughs> but I hate every comic he writes. And it's like, hate's a strong word. You just don't I hate enjoy. Iron Man. Yeah. Hey. I'm, I'm eh on on Blue Flame. It's like it's like it's not I don't like I can't hate it because I don't have a history with it. I just read it and I'm like, it's alright. The the like the psychological direction he seems to be putting on like the blue flame and Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's doing that with Iron Man because I haven't read it at all. It's yeah. Um, it's it's kind of a mess right now. Yeah, and like <laughs> I, I don't think I've liked There's a lot going on. And like I haven't liked Captain America. Like, oh God. Cap oh, I, I don't think I've America. I haven't liked most of what they've done probably since like Remender. Oh wow. Like it's been pretty it's been a rough <laughs> ride. Because then we got Spencer and oof. And and we're still like in the shadow of Hydra Cap, Hydra Cap, <laughs> and Cosmic Cube Cap and stuff like that. So even oh, like the stuff God, going yeah. now, I read like, through that stuff, man. Oh lordy, Congrats. yeah. So it's just like, oh my God, this, what are you guys That's doing? And you know, um, there are elements of X Men I like. I, I can always find an X Men book I enjoy because I, I I love. Uh, mm -hmm. X-Men, but uh, yeah, there's there's too many X-Books. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought about I, reading X-Men. I looked at it all and went, nope, that's too much for me. But that's the problem is there's too much. But the main through line of what Hickman's doing <laughs> is fine. I just... <laughs> well, that's an extreme reaction. It's <laughs> a stream that, yeah, they are endangered, but um, endangered. Don't punch the panda, not. But you know, like, um, but yeah, that main through line for Hickman. So, like, House of X, Powers of Ten. Uh, the fact that they're doing that. a new X Men event like every other month just makes no, me. It, it, it need yeah, they need to they need this and, and things need to move but the problem is it's a lot of like we're in Krakow and like nothing's happening we're just like here um and then you do things where you make a big deal about mm -hmm. going like colonizing the moon and it's like not for nothing but this is if this was like earth here gigantic deal that superhuman mutants have decided Just to create. Win. It's ours. Yeah, but I'm like, you know, colonizing the moon doesn't have the same impact in a universe where, you know, Thanos snapped half of all life yeah. that exists. It's like, that and, hasn't happened yet? What? You know, yeah. like, there, there's, it's like you, you know, we're living in a, 
in a Marvel universe where Galactus is a herald of like a yeah. galaxy eater or whatever, and it's like colonizing Mars is like that's yeah not that big of a deal, guys. It's like it'd be more it, shocking it, if it didn't like make it into a commodity. It's like someone. It's like I'm not at this point yet, but um, I imagine it's like someone who's got like a good job, you know, a spouse, kids own their own house and they have like their, like a buddy that they still hang out with from college. Who's like, you know, guys, I finally got an adult job. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, I, I guess that's cool. Sure, that but like, <laughs> I don't, why? Uh, all right. Yeah, but like that's that's the equivalent to me. It's like, mm -hmm. what are you, what are you doing, guys? Yeah. You're making a big deal out of like living on Mars. Come on, come on. You can, you can, you can. Come, come on. Should have happened by now. Do, do, do it, do a little better. But, but no. Um, what was it? Uh, you know. So I'll read Inferno, but they gotta stop with naming the events after old <laughs> events that have nothing to do with the old events. Why? Why do they keep doing, like, I... Nostalgia. Name react, yeah, name recognition, nostalgia. Trying just to bring but, nostalgia. But it's like, it's not nostalgia if it has nothing to do with it. It's just That's the name. Fair. They think but someone Maybe you see the name and you go, like, oh, I remember that, I bet it's, and then you pick it up and you're like, oh God, this is not it. But then it just causes mark their own market confusion. Yeah. This is true. When people are like, oh, X-Men Inferno. Okay. But it's oh, like the whole Hellfire Gala. Like, not everything that was part of Hellfire Gala was labeled Hellfire Gala. Sometimes it was just, like, an issue of the next men series. But, like, uh, but Ten of Swords, they had, like, which part, like, number, mm -hmm. I think, was yeah. on each issue. Yeah, they didn't do I, that for Hellfire Gala. Yeah, which... Yeah. Not I helpful. It, I mean, with Inferno, I guess it's kind of like, all right, we say Secret Wars... Which secret wars are we talking about? Are we talking about one? Are we talking about two? Are we talking, talking about, about the TV shows being one? made? Well, are we invasion? talking about... There was another one in there somewhere. Yeah. There's like... Uh, different, completely different things going on, too. Well, one and two are kind of similar, but... Uh, yeah. 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 Crazy differences in, in those events, but they just like, eh, hey, we'll slap them. Maybe the same thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot. To, to take, yeah. uh, but, but yeah. So what I'm getting from this is that Beckstar is just going to be solidly issued out. <laughs> no crazy ass events. No point ones. No, no hashtag number zero. No, and and I just got to say about point ones. Why would anyone name a comic a point one? Like, are you telling me that it's one? It sounds you like you're telling me I'm getting a tenth of a comic. Yeah, out of it. it better yeah. be a tenth of the price. Yeah, <laughs> it's sometimes it's more. <laughs> but yeah, it's just confusing. Yeah. You know, they start doing point ones and A's and, you know, they start putting numbers and letters and it's like. No, oh, that's when algebra started getting confusing. But it's like if the if the if you have an issue and it's seventy two, and there's an issue after that, just make it issue seventy three. Yeah, like, I'm with you. Or if it's a separate storyline, just well, you could just make it issue seventy three. Beck Star, and then an undertitle over it. 
And then, Th- like, this just is true. Right there. You know, Batman, just make it fucking normal. I mean, not, 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 to come back at, not to come back at Nick Spencer's Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. Lash Remains. 52.LR. I mean, 53.LR. And I did, that was like right when I was trying to figure out if I wanted to read Spider-Man or not. And I was just like, I can't fucking keep track of this. What was going shop, on? My shop told me you could not subscribe to the LR issues. You had to individually request each one when they put it into their system. So Marvel did not make it easy for them. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Just, get it. just tell your story and just yeah. have them go up chronologically by one number. So, time. so that would be helpful. <laughs> so what, what we take from this is you really like having your independent world that you can build and do your thing and number your way. Yes. And not be stuck with. Don't expect you to be writing on Marvel anytime soon. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. You know, mm-hmm. uh, unless they listen to this and they're like, Joe, you got some great idea. We didn't think of not doing that. <laughs> we didn't think but, we could just write a consistent storyline. Why? Can we just what? keep the numbering going consecutively? Well, well I mean, even if there was. <laughs> Even if there was a chance of, of something like that happening, it would be, you know, what? Uh, oh, a, 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 a short in an anthology, a one shot. That's, that's how these things go. It's not like, um, it's not like anything where, you know, like, yeah, no, no. writer real early in the series, I feel. Yeah. But, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say no. But I I would understand what I'm getting into, and you can only yeah. you can only put so much of certain things into it because they're not owned by you, and exactly. you know you just have to do the best job you can do. You I think that's yes. important. You just complain whole time. Yeah, <laughs> not to them. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not quietly on the side. You know, like you know, next time I'll, I'll you know have some like obscure character mm-hmm. that I have like a one shot and I'm going to be like in a t-shirt and a cap and just. It's that one guy. What? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I, I'm better with obscure DC characters. I think I, I have ideas for, for things like, you know, throw me on shining night. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like I could do that. I, I adore all of the insane random dc things like phantom lady i would love phantom lady okay. she's 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 wonderful okay See, i don't know these obscure dc characters it's okay <laughs> but you can write a story and bring them into the spotlight there you go it's funny because her whole thing is she has a flashlight that like uh it's like a reverse flashlight that eliminates light and makes it impossible for people to see and then she beats him up oddly enough not like just with the flashlight Oh, that'd be That's perfect. Yeah. Oh man. Um, we are. If you still got time, we can keep talking. I know we're we're over the hour mark right now. It's down a little longer. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll we'll head towards the the end here with some of the questions. Sure. Um, head towards the light or the lack of light. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what else? Can you hint at with what's coming up with Beckstar? I guess we kind of talked a little bit of that. Is there anything that 
you want to put out there for to get people to to hop on now and and check out the end too? Oh yeah, I, I mean there's we it's it's a it's a satisfying conclusion that we're building up to. Um, it is you know you're gonna you're gonna get uh, a, a more direct confrontation with Beckstar and the and the Shadow Syndicate. It's coming up, uh, you, you know. Um, Osgar isn't done with Beckstar. Like there's there there's a lot coming up uh, in this uh, you know next issue, um, and we'll see. Maybe we don't even address the the cliffhanger from issue three and just go oh, and just no. go right into the next issue. Who knows? You have to buy it to find I out. Mean, maybe that doesn't happen until issue five. Yeah, maybe maybe there's know. a second volume later on that'll address it. Exactly. And uh, it, this is a linear story. I'm not going to do that thing that some pretentious indie people will do where like then the next issue is like the flashback issue. Not doing that. We're just, we're just full steam ahead telling this story. I'm still furious about issue five for the Joker series. I'm mad about it. Like, beyond. <laughs> you don't, I don't, don't want to talk about it. So mad. So mad. She's been she's been talking about it for quite a while. Complaining so hard. Anytime you've seen it, you're just like, no. I disagree again. Instant anger. I should have also said that I've been reading Nottingham, because I have been. Oh, I don't know why I didn't say that. Like literally right there. Yes. That that ended nicely and headed into that volume two of Nottingham, which will be Excellent. I'm glad that uh, they got the extension on that. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's been fun and it looks great. It, it's just mm -hmm. a nice, it's a nice book. It, it all just kind of came together there. It's it's nice that they kind of got that like lightning in a bottle, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know, and uh, David, I, I've gotten to talk with uh, a couple of times before. You know, he actually reached out to me, which was very nice of him. He's a really yeah. good guy. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, what other projects do you have that you're working on that are coming up? Anything you want to plug? Well, Deadbeats 2, uh, London Calling, uh, is should be in previews now. Uh, we're wrapping that up, getting that to the printer. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun putting that anthology together. Got to work with a lot of uh, you know people who've been meaning to work with uh, that you know I've wanted mm -hmm. to work with like Nancy Collins, Bill Loeb's, uh, Ron Mars, Jamal Eigel, um, you know Jody Hauser. It's mm -hmm. uh, you know so got to work with a lot of people like that. Uh, got to be uh, the first published work of uh, Quade Reed. Uh, he's a He's a great guy. He was um, a consultant uh, for Jeremy Whitley on the Unstoppable Wasp. Okay. But yeah, but he hasn't like you know written or, or, or published comic yet, so this will be his first. Uh, really happy about that. You know. Oh, that's um, a cover. Yeah, that's volume one, which I also edited, and then volume two is also <laughs> available. They're both in uh, previews. Yeah, there we go. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Val Halverson from Finger Guns did the interstitials, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Lila okay. Sturgis uh, got to work with her again, which which was great. Um, you know, Shay Grayson, uh, I was really happy to get to work with Shay Grayson. Uh, Balsa White um, is, is it Yona Harvey. I, I had meant to work with her for a bit. She had done 
uh, Black Panther and the crew was the first black woman to write Storm at a, a Marvel. Uh, got a chance to work with her, which is, you know, again, great. Yeah. No. So, um, so yeah, we, we got to really do a lot with that. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, my, my previous work, like, you know, she said destroying all that is still available in trade. You can read the first issue of that on uh, for free on uh, Vault's website. I got to work on that with uh, Leona Kangas. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, the uh, I edited uh, Lost on Planet Earth, uh, which was kind of Solid Originals series that's in. Uh, oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. I got the. Uh, <laughs> I think this was. Uh, Saga yeah. Also. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. The main cover on that first issue, we actually um, was it Liana got a, a little uh, assist just in like the layout idea from uh, Simon Bisley. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, that was it. Was it was really great, but um. You know, so so yeah, so that's uh, free on, on Vault Comics website for the first issue. And I think you can get like uh, the digital trade from Vault for like nine ninety nine. Um, nice. Yeah, and yeah, I, I mean, I've got uh, yeah, Lost in Planet Earth. It should be available now uh, through Dark Horse. Uh, I edited that. It's uh, Max Saggio, uh, Claudia Guerre. Uh, it was uh, five issues on Comicsology that have been collected. Um, nice. okay. you know, it's a full, complete story. Uh, you know, looking forward for people to get their hands on that. I am in uh, Pat Shan's Destiny New York Volume Four. I have a oh, short yeah. comic in that. I love that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we both recently that we backed the Smoke Weed See the Future and nice. then yeah. Volume Five. I think we've actually had Pat on the show. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I, I love Pat. Uh, we've done uh, comics by Perch uh, together a couple of times too. It was, nice. uh, yeah, no, uh, Pat's great. Um, what else? Yeah, and it was great to be involved in in Destiny New York. I, I was really happy with the the story I got to tell in Volume Four. Um, awesome world he's built. It really is. It's very it's very fleshed out. Very. Um, it's very like real life magical too. Like he made it yeah. fit very very well. Yeah, it's real life magical, and it's very everyone's very distinct. Mm -hmm. you, you know, they have their own voices. It's 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 really good. Like, mm -hmm. it's wild to me that like that's not a show. Like, uh, God. you know, I don't know. Like that okay. should be like a CW show or something um, like that. Yeah, you know, like it feels like it would fit that kind of. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. That, that yeah. level of drama that would fit CW, I think. Yeah, so um, and, and it makes sense. He wrote a bunch of the Charmed comics and all that. So, um, what else? Yeah, so I got that. Uh, I have a short in the Yule anthology that was kickstarted earlier this year. Okay. Um, so uh, that was fun. Uh, I, I did a, a horror story about uh, Saturnalia. So, Ooh. yeah, um, I can take that. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently working on uh, at least like two unannounced comics. Uh, so hopefully at least one of them will be, I think both of them will be announced before the end of the year, but at least one of them awesome. uh, should be because I'm wrapping up the fourth issue oh. of this one thing. 
Um, How many issues is it going to be total? It's going to be five issues total. Awesome. I'm really turning into the king of, of five issue miniseries. <laughs> I support but it. It's a good length you. for a single story that you can potentially yeah. always come back to visit. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. So so I've got that stuff going on. Um, I have a another anthology that ended up getting like put on the back burner that I was editing because the pandemic and everything. But hopefully we'll be able yeah. to release that. I feel like uh, anthologies know, really too are like having a moment. Yeah, you had Ice Cream Man. You have Haha. We've got Silver Coin. Yeah, and they're all oh, really, really well. I love Silver Coin. I forgot to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've been picking that up and I'm uh, really really enjoying that one it's it's an interesting hook with the uh, rotating writers and the same mm -hmm. artist each issue yeah yeah because it still yeah. makes it feel like it's all in the same universe for lack of a better term spatial yeah. awareness yeah 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 just having that that similar connected art across all of the the stories and then every decade year whatever gets a different writer i like that yeah yeah, there, there's a lot of anthologies that I've ended up backing on Kickstarter that have been coming out recently, too. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. They're all over the place right now, which is good. They get some some new uh, creators' names out there and everything. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I, I always like taking them as a mix of, uh, you know, giving people a shot and uh, putting some, like, season pros in there. And there's yeah. a lot of unique stuff on Kickstarter, too. Like, Absolutely. dangerously unique stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The um a wallet feels it. <laughs> I um I had edited the uh mine anthology to benefit Planned Parenthood, uh which was kickstarted in twenty seventeen. And uh we got an Eisner nomination and a Ringo Award for this one. So wow. This was a lot of this was a fun. Show with some boxing gloves. I Yeah. This is a Suli cover. And okay. um you know, but we had um we we had Denny O'Neill in this, uh you know, rest in peace. Uh but, you know, Neil Gaiman, Devin Grayson, Brian Azzarello, Cliff Chang. Neil yeah, we had a uh, Neil Gaiman and we got him to work with uh, Mark Wheatley. He never got a chance to work with Mark Wheatley before. That's so we amazing. paired them together. Uh, we paired um, uh, Louis Simonson and Tommy Lee Edwards together in this. Uh, they were both fans of each other and never worked together uh, before. <laughs> so, you know, like that kind of uh, Andy Nocenti. Um, you know, a lot we... We really lucked out with this. We we got a lot of, of really great Tony Fleeks uh, oh, yeah. of uh, you know, your, your stray dogs fame. We've uh, had him on here too. <laughs> nice, yeah, he's great. Um, I, I've met him before. He's a really good guy. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Marichi. Out of his dark, vicious tendencies to murder puppies. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, Paul <laughs> Paul Levitz, uh, Gail Simone. Like it's uh, got a great group. Have a nice group there yeah so very proud of that but um you know oh and i edited um oh shit it's kim and kim which is uh volume three of that series uh i don't okay. know if that's still available uh, or not black mask trades are difficult to find sometimes. yes their website does have it still i believe um so i've come across it I've, I've looked at it and i've been like thinking about it and actually we came across a, a couple random single issues and second and charles oh, nice. which was crazy because i never see black mask out in the wild yeah, and that kind of like a place but somebody just must have brought a collection in and yeah no yeah uh, i've actually found quite a few uh 
black mass trades uh, in the past few months or so. I, you know, I picked up like the wilds come into me, um, a ballistic, which, which I really like, like early uh, black mask stuff. Obviously I have all the Kim and Kim trades. Um, yeah. You know, black uh, for, I got the hard cover of four kids walk into a bank. Oh, I don't think people, I actually, I think I have it over here. <laughs> Let me pull. I don't. I didn't know this like existed even. I, I don't think. I think it, it's really hard to find. Like, I didn't know it came in a hardback. I didn't either. Wow. Nice. It's real. Yeah, it is real. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the doing... actual. Well done. Um, yeah, right. I'm doing a hardcover for. Um... The God Killer series? Yes, yes, they are. Yeah. You know, but, um, coming up. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice, you know, finding some of those. It's been like, mm -hmm. awesome. Every now and then you just go, like, oh, yes, give me that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good stuff. And, you know, hopefully one day we'll get to do more Kim and Kim too. You, you know, you never know, but. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I've been picking up Everfrost, which has been coming out in some yeah. issues. Been loving that. Yeah. Which, another comic I'm reading. I just, <laughs> yeah. You know? It's, yeah. Oh, more, and uh, The Good Asian. The Good Asian's another one I've been reading, too. So. This is one I just, I'm not into like the, the noir kind of storytelling as much. So. Yeah. This is one I actually passed on. One. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, You're allowed to pass. I, I read. I read too many things already. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I, it's like that, and then like I, I try to go through comics from the week, and then I try to like bang out like mm -hmm. an omnibus and a couple of trades and stuff, and mm -hmm. you know it's, it's, it's a hard. lot to keep up with. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, any chance you're going to be at any cons if they happen this year? Um, I, I was planning on doing new york uh, we'll see they just canceled the uh auto show later this yeah. month yeah so go to baltimore yeah i i want to go to baltimore i i'm planning on going if it happens because i i have a friend right out there who i you know crash with and, and uh if i went down to right. baltimore it's it's a quick trip i might even like splurge and take the amtrak because it's a nice Ooh. amtrak ride Ooh. there we go but um but yeah, we'll see. I have no idea. That and Emerald City. Um, I have family out in Seattle. I like uh, I like going out there. But you know, we'll we'll see. Who knows? But yeah. you know, I, I like going to to cons. It's it's really sucked. This, you yeah. know. But I what I love more than anything is being alive. Yes. And, same. Uh, yeah. Being able yeah. to write comics for the cons. Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I, yeah. you know, I wish we all just go away. We could go back to normal, and I could do cons and make money selling comics at shows, and mm -hmm. I, that'd be a wonderful thing. So, we'll we'll see what happens coming up. Hopefully, hopefully, good good things happen, and you get to get back to cons. We're, that would be great. We were planning on Baltimore, so we're hoping Baltimore still happens. Yes. Yeah, no, no, uh -huh. I, I really do hope so. It's um, 
it's a good show too. I I, I really like yeah. that one. I, uh, uh, I have a lot of people I know. I like seeing there like Richard Case and Mark Wheatley, Mark Hempel, people like that. Joe Staten usually does the show. The Simonsons awesome. are usually there. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw them on the the guest list. Yeah, but uh, you know, I saw a bunch of people start canceling for MegaCon and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh god, here we go. It's yeah, it's know. happening. Hello. 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 Hopping in right at the end. I think they yeah, were just as we're getting ready to say goodbye. <laughs> but thanks for I keep you too in. much longer. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for for coming on and and talking with us, talking yeah. about Star, talking about yeah. all kinds of random things within comics. That was yeah. a great conversation. Um, no problem. Comics are they're all right. We can always talk forever <laughs> about comics. Yeah, yeah. we really could. Um, and th thanks everyone who's been hanging out in the chat. Yes, thanks everyone. Yes. And uh, the support, I saw a lot of people in there that are reading Beckstar or maybe will be reading Beckstar soon. I appreciate um, that. Great so book. Thank you. Definitely recommend it. If you aren't reading it, uh, go pick it up. Go go to Mad Cave's website and buy it. If yeah, they have it. it. Yeah. Yes. They yes. have it. All, all the issues. I'm going to end up probably having to get issue three from there and my diamond ever decides to send it to my shop then i'll just have a second one <laughs> there you go can't hurt uh, exactly so with that uh we'll we'll wrap things up here tonight uh, hey everyone and uh see you guys later <laughs> all right thanks for coming